Welcome to the You Rising podcast, where you have the opportunity to meet the people who are helping the you achieve new height. I'm President Ruth Watkins from the University of Utah, and my guest today is Mark Harlan. Mark is our athletic director. Mark, what a delight to have you with us today. Well, I'm honored to be asked. Thanks for uh, taking some time with me. Well, one of the things we know is that athletics has been an area really affected by the COVID-19 virus for our student athletes, our staff, our coaches, and of course, for our fans. Some of our sports, for example, had to abruptly end their season, and I know that was heartbreaking for people. I also know that you've managed to celebrate the season with the Crimson Carpet Award. So maybe tell us a little bit how you managed this time and about that award celebration. Well, you know, our, our young people are like any of the students on our campus, and they had to go through adversity and, and challenges like everybody else. But when it came to the competition uh, piece, it certainly was pretty dramatic. We had our winter sports, like skiing, who literally was on the mountain in day two of the national championships and told to ski on down, and, and it was just over. You know, shocked that, that, that they had to go through that. And, of course, we had gymnastics who – their season was, they were about ready to celebrate senior day and that was called off. And, and then we saw our, our, our other sports like baseball and softball who had started their seasons, but they never even got a chance to compete at home because of our weather challenges. And we always have home games later in the year. So every one of them had to go through that. And, you know, I, I, I think to the, the three or four days where we had to notify them and, and how sad they were. And then I fast forward to today and I see smiles on the Zoom calls now and so, Mark, I think one of the things we're all pleased about is that our seniors will have the opportunity to participate again next year in spring sports if they wish to. So comment a bit about how that came about and how you see it. It was a fabulous decision by the NCAA to not worry about a lot of minutiae and just simply think about the, the, the kid involved who, who basically in some cases didn't even play but 10% of their season. So. Our senior student-athletes went through a decision-making process, and of our 32 seniors, we have 12 coming back, and those 12 will either pursue a, a graduate degree or, or continue on in, in some undergraduate classes, but we're really excited to have them back. We, we, we jokingly refer to them as our super seniors because they obviously will, will be tremendous leaders for, for next year's teams, but you know, the kids that chose not to come, it's because gosh, they already have a job lined up or they have other things in their life they need to get to. But the fact is the NCAA made, made the decision to allow the young person to work with the university to decide what they wanted to do. And it was a, a great thing to do. It is indeed great to give the student athlete the choice. They're all doing well. And then you mentioned our Crimson Carpet Awards. We, we, we had that last week. It was the, uh, the virtual reality show of the year, really, for our department. I mean, this is one of the biggest things we do every year we usually go downtown and everyone gets so dressed up 500 plus young people and instead of us just saying we're not going to do it our student leadership came to us and said can you can you help us put this on and we did it and it was fantastic and we got to celebrate all of our winners this year and all the teams had different zoom parties and you know kind of celebrated together so really glad that we did it and it's been really gratifying a lot of other schools reached out to us after we did it and decided they're going to do it too. And we're starting to see those pop up. So I feel like we were a trend center, but really, really excited for our young people that we got to celebrate them in that way. I just so applaud your creativity and your ability to figure out a way to recognize excellence and all the hard work that goes into being a student athlete. And I join you in expressing my empathy for those students who work so hard for so much. And 
such an abrupt change. Is there a way people can watch the Crimson Carpet celebration? There sure is. You know, we, we had a lot of folks watch it live, which was really neat, but you can still go to the Utah Athletics YouTube channel. It's right there, the link along with some other videos that we have. Yeah, I'd encourage anybody that follows us to watch. You really get to see our kids in a different light. And so if you don't have time to, to watch the whole show, I would encourage anyone to go listen to Missy Randstatler's speech. She's one of our gymnasts, just an incredible tribute uh, that she gave to all the student athletes and you know, how she's responded to this whole experience. It was incredibly uplifting and really worth a listen. Well, we certainly applaud Missy and thank her for taking the time to be part of that celebration along with you and everybody from University of Utah Athletics. Now, this is a time of year where uh, all of us sports enthusiasts start to think about fall sports, and I'm sure that's on everyone's mind, from soccer to basketball and, and of course, football. Elite athletes work pretty hard all year round, and uh, some of that has also had to change. Tell us about what can and can't happen right now in terms of student-athlete preparation and how all of us are handling that. Well, you're right. I mean, for everybody, you know, we've had to all adjust and change what we do. But for these type of athletes, um, certainly this has been a big piece. And, and the NCAA, along with all the uh, conferences, came together and, and made a decision that for the, for the welfare of everybody that everyone's athletic facilities are to be closed until May 31st. So we're all operating off the same level playing field, so to speak. So that has caused, obviously, our student athletes to have to be very creative into what they do. And, and they're like many others, you know, creating whatever they have. I've seen videos of football players pushing cars up hills and, and you know, water bottles being, you know, arrowhead water bottles. And so we're doing what everybody is really doing out there. Now, obviously, they're blessed to have great staff. So one thing I'll say is our support staff has been absolutely fantastic. And that includes our, our strength and conditioning coaches and our trainers who can, over Zoom, you know, at least give them the proper instruction that they need. There's some rules that say they, they can't work out in front of them because we don't want anyone injured, not be able to be there to help them, but at least we can give them workouts. So everybody's doing great in our fall sports, of course, are the next up whenever next up is, but they're the next one in the lineup to go. And so they're doing a great job of keeping themselves in, in physical shape. You know, we're all using our time kind of creatively right now. And I noticed Coach Scally used some of his to make a little humorous video. I did get a look at that. Uh, <laughs> and in addition to things like that, I, we applaud that creativity from uh, Coach Scally. I'm guessing you get one question a lot. And that question is probably, what about the fall football season? I'm guessing there are many things you don't know, but maybe just make a few comments about that. I think you're probably spending a fair amount of time both answering that question and uh, planning various scenarios. Well, we are, and the Pac-12 conference has been really, really good about um, really working together. Athletic directors, you know, three times a week we meet. This is a big-time topic. Obviously, football is very important to intercollegiate athletics overall, and, and we want to make great decisions that start and, frankly, stop with the safety of not only the student-athletes, but anybody that participates in putting on the game, including fans. So right now, the first step is really deciding how, how much time does a fall athlete, in this case football, need to be ready? And the industry is pretty much settled on about six weeks. So we needed about six weeks for a young man to be back on campus working out with their coaches to be able to, to be at their very best for that first game. So we finally reached a point there, and now we can just slide that to whenever's appropriate. As you know, we're planning on, you know, at, at this time to open our season at our regular 
slot a day, but we're also very realistic that that might not happen. And we just have to properly prepare for, for what might, might be. But I've, I've told our constituent base that we're going to be very transparent to, to any outcomes that, that might be the most realistic and work with everybody. In fact, this week, we even told our football season ticket holders that, you know, we'll provide a refund if we don't play all the games or, you know, we'll provide different outlets because they've been so great to us. It's the least we can do. So a lot of time, a lot of effort looking into this, but until we really have all the data, we just don't know. You know, I think it's a fabulous sign, Mark, that so many people care and that we're getting that question so much. And what that means to me is there's enormous enthusiasm about Utah sports and Utah football. And I think maybe one reason is that we just went through a, a most ever watched NFL draft. And uh, I understand that we had seven players selected, the most of any Pac-12 school. Comment a little bit about that. Well, it's just so incredible to see these young men dream like they do and then to achieve that on a day like, like it was over the weekend. I should say it was three days. And we did. We had seven young men drafted. We had another five immediately and within an hour after the draft signed free agent contracts. So we've got a lot of young people that are going to be in, in camps this week. And some of them have already begun working with their teams in, in the virtual. But it started off with uh, Jalen, our fabulous cornerback, going to head to the Chicago Bears and and our last draft, it was John Penasini, just a great young man, uh, defensive lineman. So it's kind of fun. They're scattered all over. So we have multiple teams that we can all root for uh, in the fall. But what a tribute to, to this incredible senior class, which has won so many games, to, uh, to also just miss the record of most, most young people drafted on the team. And since 2014, Utah leads the way in the Pac-12 with, with the most men drafted. Uh, and that's quite an accomplishment. I'll say that is really remarkable. I think we should all celebrate that. And now we have Utah alums to watch all over the country. And that That's will right. Many jerseys uh, for us to, to purchase. Yes, and collect, I guess. Right. So, Mark, thank you so much for your leadership and really most of all for your commitment to leading with integrity and the safety and well-being of everyone around Utah Athletics in mind. And listeners, thank you for joining me today to, to meet and hear from our athletic director, Mark Harlan. And listeners, I hope you'll join me again for the next DeRising podcast. Thank you.